With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I'll win the fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me explode. This is the crossover. Just listen. So everybody right now, please welcome Dan Neal. Needles, Ted Davis, Davis, and Mitch Thunder Nellis. Yes, indeed, it is Friday, and the crossover is underway here on the Big 920. TNT, Ted Needles in Thunder. And last night, I had this dream. I woke from the dream. The sheets were sweaty. I had to get up and walk around. A number kept running through my head. The number is 163. 163 kept reoccurring in my nightmare. Dan Needles, tell me. We won't have 163 because the more I look at this, the more I think we're going to have a one-game playoff for the NL Central title on Monday. Which would be game 163. That's why that was in my head. Is that a nightmare, though? Or is that... I, 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 you know... I don't know. I'd rather win the Central outright, but if I have to play one extra to win the Central? Well, the uh, ni- the nightmare would be you have to play a one-game playoff on Monday for the NL Central. You lose that game, and then you lose the wildcard so, game the next day. Right, so don't lose that game. How about like just now? sweep the Tigers, let the Ooh. Cardinals win two out of three, and then there win the go. division outright? Ted, make that happen. All right. Um, it's going to be a big weekend. A lot to talk about and a lot to watch this weekend. Uh, you can reach us at 799-1920 if you want to join the conversation, 799-1920. Uh, you can reach us at Twitter. Hit us up at NBA Ted at DNeedles12, and Thunder is at Mitch Nellis. So you've got the Brewers at home tonight. A little after 7 o'clock, they'll take on the Tigers, who are wretched this year. They've got, what, 95 losses or something like that? So uh, this is a strange deal to end the season with interleague play. You have got the Cardinals playing the Cubs this afternoon. So by the time the Brewers throw their first pitch tonight, they'll know what happened in that Cardinals-Cubs game at Wrigley Field. That will uh, have a 1-10 start. And you can watch that game on ESPN, by the way. That game is on ESPN. So Which game? Uh, the Cubs game. Today? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, yep. cool. So, it's on ESPN. Wainwright against Hendricks. So you will know if you're a game and a half out or if you're a half game out by the time you throw the first pitch tonight against the Tigers. It was a little disappointing to see Trevor Williams, who has just shoved it down the Brewers' throats this year, um, was hittable last night. And the Brewers failed to gain any ground. In fact, they lost a half game. To the Cubs, give Chicago credit. They've been choking a little bit down the stretch, and they won that game, which makes you think they're, they've won two in a row. Okay, maybe they've righted the ship. Maybe they'll take care of St. Louis. You, you, you know, you can only take care of what you can, and that's 
the Tigers. And it's interesting that in the last couple of weeks, we've had these situations with teams at home got to take care of business. Packers at home against the Vikings didn't take care of business. Badgers at home against BYU didn't take care of business. We had that weekend. The Brewers lost a series to the Pirates. Well, now you've got another one of those this weekend where you really think you should be able to take care of business. The Packers against the Bills, the Brewers against the Tigers, you're at home against beatable teams. Let's see them do it. I mean, we've learned over the last couple of weeks, you can't count on anything as being an easy win, and nothing at this stage of the season for the Brewers is going to be easy. But when you think of all the different scenarios that could play out for the rest of this Brewers season, this is by far the easiest that they will face. By far. So that it's you've got to think sweep. If you can sweep in St. Louis, you should sweep this. The Tigers are 64 and 95. They lost last night uh, to the Twins in the Twin Cities, nine to three. This was their lineup last night. All right, guys. First base, Nico Goodrum. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Oh wait, no, not Miguel. Cabrera. Second base, Dowell Lugo. Nope. Shortstop Pete Cosma. Pete, no, I, uh, Iglesias. He was Cosma used to be a Cardinal, didn't he? I think so. I think so. Uh, is that uh, the same? Cosmo? Okay. Third base, Heimer Candelario. Nope. Left field, Kristen Stewart. Center field, Jacoby Jones. Okay. Right field, Mike Matuk. M A H T O. Okay. Yeah, heard of him. Catcher Grayson Griner. No. With Jordan Zimmerman pitching. If you can't no. sweep that lineup, well, I thought Zimmerman was pitching tonight. Did he pitch last night? Who uh, Zimmerman? Zimmerman, yeah. Zimmerman is pitching oh, tonight. tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that is was a, their lineup last night. Right. Yeah. That might be the Tigers' everyday lineup, Somewhere. like in a year or two. Right. So there's promise there, but if there is, I don't know those. I mean, we don't know those guys at all. Now, part of that is the and that's scary, thing, right? That you know, you know. Well, it's scary for us. Yeah. It shouldn't be scary for Zach Davies and Wade Miley and Chase Anderson because they have scouts and all right. that sort of thing. But, um. I mean that. I feel like if you looked at their opening day lineup, maybe Matuk is in there. I, I mean, I, I don't know any of those guys. You know, that's unbelievable that we haven't heard of any of their starters from last night. Not one. I went to a Red Sox White Sox game a couple of weeks ago, and there were four or so White Sox that I'd never heard of before. But I'd heard of a couple of them. You know, guys who've been around the league for a few years. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of those guys, Dan. You know, I've had teams that were really, really bad. Uh, as you know, I had a team that was 11 and 71. I had a team that was 13 and 69, and I did a 15 and 67 year. The year we were 11 and 71, our last game of the year was against the Houston Rockets. The Rockets were the defending NBA champions. That was the Drexler, Olajuwon, Robert mm-hmm. Reed, Sam Cassell team. We were awful. We won our 11th game. On the last day of the season, we beat the Houston Rockets in Houston, and they needed that game because what happened, by losing that game, they had to play Game 7 of a playoff series in Seattle rather than playing at home. They lost home court advantage because of that one game. Mavericks! Mavericks! So, Mavericks. what I'm saying is, and I remember a coach who has said, hey, they're paying their players too, so... Anything can happen here, is what I'm saying. This is the chance for these Tigers players to... Leave a strong taste in the mouth of their general manager going forward. Because this is the last thing they'll remember seeing. Hey, he had a great series against a contending ball club to close out the season. Let's give this guy a serious look for next year. 
Right. So that's all they have going for them. And, and right when now. you look at and when you look at who's pitching for them, so Jordan Zimmerman, who I think is going to lose tonight on purpose because he's a he's a Wisconsin guy. No, he's yeah. not. Isn't that how it works? He's no. got he's got our back. No, I'm just that's tongue in cheek again. Um, but tomorrow night they've got a guy who's 0 and 5 who I've never heard of before. What's so, his name? Turnbull. 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 Not Turnbow. Turnbull. Turnbull. And then they've got a guy Sunday who's oh I think he's 0 and 1. He lost last week, so that might have been his major league debut last week. Uh, again, another guy I've never heard of before. You know, it's not like Verlander, Scherzer, and Porcello are coming out of the of the bullpen to start games for the Tigers anymore. Well, the Brewers have all the motivation in the world, and if they needed anything extra, a uh, story on MLB.com that Cameron Yelich, Christian Yelich's younger brother, was honorably discharged from the U.S. Marine Corps and is expected to attend the Brewers' final regular season series beginning Friday against the Tigers. He served a four-year commitment in the Marines. He's not seen a major league game in person since 2016. Um, And Christian had told MLB.com, I guess this was a year or two ago, what we did was nothing compared to what my brother does. He fights for our country and puts it all on the line. This was the next best thing. Talking about uh, the U.S. winning the gold medal game in the... Stars and Stripes classic. Okay. Um, this is a big deal. Yeah. For him to be able to see his brother and for his brother to be there. And that's that's a little extra motivation for the Brewers. Not that they need any, but it's a little more of a little spark. And it's also going to bring one of those heartwarming moments to the stadium where, you know, you know, whenever they introduce Cameron, whether it's a first pitch or whether it's on top of the dugout as the, uh, you know, they do the they do that every game. I mean, it's going to be a prolonged standing ovation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those rallying cries that not that this team needs more rallying cries. You know, let's go is a good one and this team is bonded and gelled, but for the fans and the team, Cameron Yelich is going to be somebody they rally around, no Early, doubt about it. Earlier this year, uh, Christian sent Brewers apparel to his brother and fellow Marines on their base in Hawaii and they posted a picture of that. Uh it includes a them standing there in Brewers gear, and there's a, a U.S. Marines flag that they were holding up. And today, that flag hangs in the Brewers weight room at Miller Park. So there's there's a lot going on there. With very that. cool, very cool. If you want a ray of hope here, because you've got to hope that the Cards just take care of business and sweep them. And of course, if the Brewers sweep the Tigers, then you're division champions. All right, this year, the Chicago Cubs are seven and nine against the Cardinals. So the Cardinals have won the season series right now. They've got three to play this weekend. So the Cardinals have played well against the Cubs. Can the Cardinals win four in a row in Chicago? Can they sweep them and then beat them in the wild card game on Tuesday? <laughs> four in a row, baby. They would. Would they have to sweep just to get into? It depends on what the Dodgers and Rockies do. But if they win, if the Cardinals win two out of three. They're relying on a lot of help from the Washington Nationals and the San Francisco Giants. And I don't know that those are the teams I want help from right now. So, I mean, Adam Rainwright said it last night. They were, they were talking to him, and he said, we, got it. we need the mindset that we are going into Chicago and we need to sweep this series. Well, if, if the Cardinals are not able to do that, the best thing that could happen to the Brewers then, if they don't win the division title, is that the Rockies and Dodgers tie for the National League West title? Because then they got to play a game Monday, and then right. the loser has to come to Milwaukee. 
Yeah. Now that still, you know, depending on how starting Maybe. pitchers match yeah. up and all that sort of thing, uh, it's still it still could be worrisome, and you, you want to avoid that one game playoff uh, at any cost. Um, but. But you what, play what, a game and then you got to travel the next, you right, know, right yeah. away and then play again that next day. That's you, not ideal. No, it's not. What you also want to see here is you don't want St. Louis to lose early. You know, if St. Louis is going to get knocked out, get knocked out on Sunday. Make Saturday meaningful. Make Sunday meaningful. Because if the Cubs beat the Cardinals and the Rockies and the Dodgers both win tonight, well, then St. Louis is two out with two to go. And if St. Louis, if the Dodgers or the Rockies win on Saturday and it knocks the Cardinals out, all of a sudden the Cardinals have nothing to play for on Sunday. And instead of their normal lineup, they've got Joe Schmo. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop the thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Oh, and Joe English and Freddie, uh, you know, Freddie, uh, you know, Fusilli and uh, Pizza Pete and starting in their lineup instead of their regular guys. Riddle me this, as they used to say on Batman. Yeah. Riddle me this. Here's a question. If you had a ticket to both the Packers and the Brewers game on Sunday, which one are you opting for? I guess it depends on how important that game is on Sunday. Yeah, it, you for know, the Brewers. It, it may end up being a game that it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, if the Brewers lose tonight and the Cubs win, you know, if, if the Cubs are if the Brewers are eliminated and the game is meaningless, you go to the Packers game. Odds are. Sunday will mean something. Even if the Brewers need a win and they need a Cubs loss, so you can't control what happens in Wrigley, I, I think if it means something, you go to Miller Park. But if it doesn't mean anything, maybe the Packers game. Ted, what do you do? I sit in the big comfy chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In front of my big screen, I have TV. The last channel. My remote uh, control in hand, seven steps from my kitchen and my bathroom. And thank goodness for the human being who created the last channel or previous button on your remote. That actually was brilliant. That actually was brilliant. Sainthood. Give him sainthood or her, whoever. You know what? If you've got tickets to the Sunday Brewers game and you sell them, I don't have any problem with that. If if there are really more than two Tigers fans that are traveling from Detroit that want to come right. to this game, fine. They're not going to drown out the Brewers fans. But please don't do that for the playoffs. Please don't sell them to the opposing team's fans. You know, sell I, them to Brewers fans. I was thinking, if there is a 163, and if it's the Cubs, Lester pitched last night. I, it looks more and more like it would be Quintana going in that game because he's not scheduled to pitch this weekend. So you would have Quintana, a left-hander, going against the Brewers on Monday. I, I just, you just kind of know that whatever has to happen to have the highest amount of tension <laughs> yeah, for Brewers seriously. fans is going to happen. Which means Monday you got to win, and then you got to win again on Tuesday. By, by the way, I'm looking for four for Sunday. So if anybody uh, is trying to sell them at a discount, uh, shoot me an email or a text or something.
If you're, I want to take the family. If you're Joe Madden, why wouldn't you save Quintana? He's had a ton of success against the yep. Brewers. He had one slip up, but besides that, he's dominated yeah. the Brewers. And he's pitched six times against them this year, six, and they've won five. And the Brewers, when they face a lefty, it usually means either Shaw or Mustakis is not in the starting lineup. And right. So that takes away from their strength. And opposing teams are hip to that. They know that. But not a lot of teams have three lefty starters that they can throw like that. Um, Hamels, Quintana, Lester. If you're the Cubs and you're facing the Brewers in a five- or seven-game series, aren't you starting those three in every game? As much as you can. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we're underway on the crossover on a Friday. We'll take you into the lunch hour and into your weekend. Uh, coming up in the 12 o'clock hour, we'll hear from Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and also in the Journal Sentinel. Bob Euchre was on the Dan Patrick Show today. We'll hear a little bit of that in the 12 o'clock hour, a Milwaukee icon. When we come back, we'll talk about the NFL on Sunday, a little bit about a very entertaining game last night. The Rams' offense had it flowing last night. And we'll set up the Bills and the Packers and hear from Clay Matthews. That's coming up next in the crossover right here with TNT on the Big 920. You know, sometimes you just need to lean on somebody. You just need a helping hand. And that's what the Brewers need this weekend, a helping hand. Sometimes in our lives, Yes. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the crossover with TNT. Man, you that's knew the where it was wrong going. version Come of this on. song. You need the Bill Withers I version. I know, but you knew where this was going. Club Nouveau. Come on. Hey, I thought I'd never say this, but for the second week in a row. Passing a kidney stone? <laughs> Pretty much. For the second week in a row, I was entertained by Thursday Night Football. What in the world is happening to me? I feel gobsmacked or something, but that was a very entertaining game last night. I was, you had me at hello when I turned it on and saw the uniforms. I loved the Vikings uniform, but I loved the Rams uniform even better. I hate it when they have on Thursday Night Football those monochromatic, yep. all one color things. Not, that, not a big that, fan that of those like either. A, I agree. Something it, that came out of my mouth when I went, <clears throat> okay. Well, especially when you watch the Jaguars and their puke yes. yellow. Uh, yeah. But uh, beyond the uniforms, man, they're throwing the ball downfield and stuff. It wasn't just like... Here, I'm going to throw dink and dunk all day. That stuff bores the hell out of me. They're both throwing bombs. And the, the, the stat that I saw that ESPN stats and whatever, Inc. Stats, Inc., yeah. Stats, Inc., last night that um, Jared Goff became the first player in NFL history. And this doesn't go back very far because there haven't been Thursday night games forever. But I think he was the first player to throw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns on three days rest, something like that. That's not a thing. You know, well, okay. That's a made-up stat. I've but got, it, it's I've, pretty I've impressive. Got, I've got one even better, and this was by NFL Stats again. Jared Goff is the first quarterback with 350 passing yards and a 75% completion rate in three straight games in NFL history. That. That's pretty good. That's, That's a stat. Really good. And you know what? We're seeing that kind of, I don't know if I'd say across the board, but like uh, Fitzpatrick, first player with three straight games of 400 yards to open the season or something like that. Um, the, we, we heard so much about the Vikings defense last year. And obviously, Everson Griffin wasn't playing. But they were shredded. Five. Absolutely shredded. Five touchdown passes 
by Goff, and Todd Gurley was just doing whatever he wanted to do. That's a really good combo they have of quarterback and a very good runner. And their defense isn't where it will be. Like we were talking about Sam Shields yesterday. He played a lot. And I know on the touchdown to Thielen, he was like a gnat on a a buffalo trying to tackle him. He was a little lost. There was a miscommunication. And then, yeah, he he got him at what, about the five five or six yard line? Uh, And and had no chance. Yeah, but they will get better. The Rams are the best team in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. And the Chiefs are not far behind. And that's right now. December is a long way away. January is a long way away. You'd like to think that these teams are going to be the same later on, just as we know the Packers will be a different team come January because they'll get Aaron Rodgers will get healthier and yeah. everything changes. Right. By don't then. don't get too excited in a good way or in a bad way about September football. I always caution people. As you guys know, I'm a Patriots fan uh, as well as a Packers fan. And last week after the Lions lost, I got a buddy on my block who's from Michigan. And he says, hey, how about that game? And I said, well, it must be really interesting to pay attention to September football the way some other people pay attention to December and January football. And as Packers fans, I think our expectation needs to be that December football is going to be much more important than September football. And we hope that translates to January as well. But let's not get too high. Let's not get too low. Let's see how things play out. We can always look back and say, well, this should have been done differently. But... You know, the Vikings are 1-2-1. One, one. They didn't expect to be 1-2-1 one, no. one through four games. No, and you don't want to play the Rams or the Chiefs right now, but you don't have to play the Rams or the Chiefs right, right now. The Packers will have to play the Rams right. later on. But right. um, there's hope for the Packers when you see the team that most people, if they didn't pick the Packers to win the division, they picked the Vikings. When you see them struggling like that, and the Packers, if they win this week, they're a game ahead of the Vikings already. So you're feeling maybe not great, but you're feeling okay. And you don't have to worry about those other teams until later on. I am bummed out about something about Sunday's game against the Bills. Apparently the Packers are going to wear the throwback uniforms. I'm not a fan. Now, no, is, that, now is that the blue with, the, the, blue with, with the, the circle in the middle? And like, this uh, time I don't think they have the circle. I think they just, just have the, the number. number. Okay, And the gold helmet. Yeah, and, um, and then the um, tan pants, tan pants, which actually Aaron has said he really likes because really? they feel differently. <laughs> like, they look like yoga pants. They, they, uh, you know what, Dan? <laughs> Who they? I, I know you haven't tried them on that much, and actually I haven't either. But yoga pants, from what I hear, pretty comfy. Uh, those, so those pants look like you threw white pants in the. Uh, in the washer with like some brown, brand new brown towels, and they yep. just and they bled onto out. there, and yep. they just looked like puke. Did someone they really did. ask Rogers a question about the pants? And he said oh, he, they, they asked Rogers about his shoes, about the uniform. <laughs> the uniforms he has said oh, that love- he thinks. What they make the throwback pants from is a different material than the normal pants, and he said they're they're more comfortable to oh, play. They, they feel so silk. They're silky. I honestly, I think. He's and he doesn't pro- wear he, underwear either. So he was probably happy to get that ant that question rather than right. something about Danica or no. something about the congressional hearings on the Supreme Court or, nominee. Or have you or, talked to your family yet? Yes. Can, uh, we, can we ask him that question? Is that is that off limits? I don't know. 
We've got the uh, the Buffalo Bills coming in, a rare Buffalo Bills appearance. You had a great stat. The last Buffalo Bill quarterback to throw a touchdown at Lambeau Field, they don't play very often, was Joe Ferguson. In 1974. Is that true? Yeah. Because <laughs> Now, so Jim they... Kelly threw touchdown passes at Milwaukee County Stadium, ah, but not okay. at Lambeau Field. Got Never it. threw one there. But I think they've only played three times at Lambeau since that 1974 Right. Game. I mean, they play each other. The way it works with the con- conferences, you play them once every four years and i don't know if it's on a, a rotating basis who gets home and who gets away or it's based on where you what position you finish in your division so there could be you could play you know the afc team away three straight times well that's 16 years in between appearances do so. i have a memory of this the last time the last time the packers went to buffalo didn't they lose a game they weren't yes. supposed to win i, I mean there. supposed to lose yes. you were there yeah yes. it was early in the season right yes. third game or something second third game of the year. i don't remember which year it was i do remember going across the border at uh niagara oh, falls okay. um and did they did they touch you inappropriately no okay well, no, no. you never was, know at the border guards cool. and crossing you know um you but that some... was the best part of the weekend oh, <laughs> by yeah. far the yeah. game was not good now, there were some weird things that happened in that game. Yeah. Kickoff is at noon, and uh, Clay Matthews was talking to the press yesterday. And what do we have here, Thunder? We got all sorts of stuff from Clay talking about um, the NFL video that was released and what he, he expects and that sort of thing. Uh, so first he talked about uh, if he needs to change the way he plays. That's the biggest thing is, is from speaking with, uh, you know, Mark, um, you know, Coach Mike, uh, my position coach everything is it's not to change a thing um you know i just think somehow you need to program something in your head that when you're coming with those those straight on hits to the quarterbacks to pick a side maybe go after the ball so that that's going to be the tough one and by the way he's right yeah by the way we know they clarified the thing yesterday but really didn't clarify anything but clay matthews has not been fined for any of these hits that he's had I don't think there was a roughing the passer penalty last night, and I know there was a really okay. there was a sack by Aaron Donald where he saw it took yep. Kirk Cousins and just threw him to the ground like a ragdoll, but he didn't drive his weight through him, so I guess you get away with it that way. Honestly, I hope to God. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Somebody this weekend, somebody gets a sack, and as he's grabbing the quarterback, he just picks him up, and just like carries him to the sideline or just gently lays him down or something just to mock the NFL. I That's bet he'd awesome. get fined for it or something, sure. but that would be so cool. Did you see what they did on Twitter? Somebody, it was a couple of Packer fans, yes. I think. Where, no, I missed it. Okay, th- it was a guy and a woman, and the woman was playing the quarterback, and she's got a, a Aaron Rodgers jersey on. So this guy, I guess it was her boyfriend or husband, he's rushing her, and he picks her up. And he gently lays her down on the ground, places Aww. a soft pillow under her head, yep. kisses her on the forehead, and the flag still flies in. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny. That's awesome. As it should be. Uh, Clay Matthews also said the NFL can't get out of its own way. If they continue to call it like that, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, uh, there's going to be more penalties. Um, players are obviously going to be upset. Coaches are going to continue to not know how to, to, to coach it. And fans will continue to be upset by, 
you know, the fact the NFL can't seem to get out of its own way. You know, it's fun. So, so what I'm hearing, we've never heard Clay Matthews talk like this. You know, and it, not that he's so out on a ledge or anything like that, but we're just so used to getting nothing from him. Right. For, for, the, de- for the last decade, we've, we've gotten nothing from Clay Matthews. And whether it's the NFL is really picking on him or whether he's doing something wrong, this is the most personality we've gotten from Clay Matthews really ever. In a way, I'm happy that they're being so stubborn, but in a way it makes me think of that guy who keeps getting the speeding ticket on the same point of the freeway. Like every week they're getting him for speeding, and he's just like, eh, okay, and throws it in a bin and just doesn't pay any of the tickets and just, you know, continues to do the same thing. At some point, doesn't something have to change? And you're you're, you're relying on the NFL to change the way they're doing it? I don't know. It, yeah, it's... Do you really want Clay Matthews to lose aggressiveness? What you want him to do is is get there quicker, I guess. Which probably isn't going to happen. So maybe he just takes the quarterback and instead of driving him to the turf, does what Aaron Donald did last night, just throw him down? I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, 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 that what, that play right. by Donald last night was more violent than what Clay Matthews right. did. Right, and it's it's almost as if they've decided they're not calling violence or intent they're just calling, if you land on a guy, it's a flag. Even if you're trying not to, even if you roll off him, um, and it's it just doesn't make any sense. Damn that Anthony Barr. Yep. Damn him. <laughs> All right, we got a couple more here from Clay. Uh, he says um, he had a comment on the NFL video uh, that was released. You know, after seeing the video, too, um, all hits on the quarterback that came from straight on, which is what they teach you since – uh, since Pee Wee football is, is, is to take, uh, you know, running backs, receivers, whatever it is, approach them head on if you can. Uh, those were all illegal hits, much like the two hits I had um, on uh, Cousins and uh, Smith last week, which um, were conveniently left out of the video. But uh, all, all the, you know, acceptable hits that were, that were legal came from, uh, you know, off the edge or, or quarterbacks that were trying to fight, um, fight out of a sack. Now wait a minute. Clay's were taken out of the video. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. But yeah, not, none of his video, none of his hits were in either of the video. The I way thought, to hit, or I, the, I thought that was a teaching tool they were going to use. What happened to that? Well, when you talk out of both sides of your mouth <laughs> and you're lying oh, scumbags like the NFL well, is, you you go from teaching tool to flip it around tool or to being a tool. Teaching. Yes, <laughs> they're just being tools at this point. Um, and Clay, real quickly, I also said what's been the message from Mark Murphy through all this. I think it was more so just continue to play the way you know in which I have, and um, I think they were just trying to get some clarity on how it's you know besides the hits. Um, I think there's been a lot of inconsistency with how it's been called um, with different crews out there. So I you know I think maybe that was to clear it up. Um, for officiating, but uh, you know, I'm not sure how it's going to be called moving forward. You'd hope it changes, like I said, with with a no change change uh, rule, like you saw with the helmet um, rule. But I, I mean, like I said, I thought that would have changed after week two. Mark Murphy played during an era where you could just slobber knock mm-hmm. a quarterback or a receiver. Uh, he's got to be going, man. I couldn't play today. It's funny that at that time. There was a Mark Murphy with the Redskins and a Mark Murphy for the Packers. Both mm-hmm. played safety. Both were pretty physical players. And yet they were nowhere near as physical as, say, Ronnie Lott, Chuck Cecil. 
There Lester, were headhunters. Lester Hayes. Yeah, there there were headhunters out there. The the worst. I mean, going back, it's a different league than in like sixties and seventies. Somebody like George Atkinson or Jack Tatum. Was Atkinson the one that laid out Stingley? Was that? Uh, that was Tatum. That was, was Jack Tatum. Tatum. Was Jack Tatum, Tatum yeah. was a headhunter, too. He did it. Atkinson laid out uh, Lynn Swan did he? Okay. in a playoff game and left him with a concussion, and he ended up suing. There was a lawsuit over that, but the Steelers and the really? Raiders, and um, it has changed so dramatically. When you're somebody who played like that, and then you're responsible for screaming at the heavens at the NFL with guys, there are people on the competition committee that... Some of them played in the NFL or played football. Some of them never did. And it's really hard to get that message through when in their head they're thinking, we got to make it safer because we're getting sued about CTE and everything right. else. And common sense doesn't prevail. By they the, forget what made the game popular. By the way, we're going to see Micah Hyde this weekend. Yes, uh, he's yes. on the Bills. Yes, he is. He, he would look pretty good a, in the. He's a Pro Bowler. He's, he'd look pretty good in the defensive backfield right now. Uh, he would if they used him properly. Exactly, and and that's what the argument was last year yep. when when Packers fans, oh, we, you know why? But you know what? That's not how Don Caper, Dom Capers used him. That's not how Ted Thompson brought him in. You know, it's it's just not. Um, Same thing with Casey Hayward. They didn't right. use they didn't him, use him the way right. He's being used, and now. all of a sudden they're Pro Bowlers. Uh, you know, is that Dom, is that on Dom Capers? Is that on the player? What you know? I don't want to, I don't want to blame unnecessarily. It's easy to go after Dom Capers for everything, and as Packers fans, we've done that. Well, it's but, it's the same thing as blaming the Brewers for Scooter Jeanette being as good as he is in Cincinnati, or Chris Davis as good right. as he is in Oakland. Sometimes Which they, they deserve some of the blame. Sometimes though, they don't fit the right way into the team that they're with and they go somewhere else and they fit in better with that style or whatever. And sometimes it lights a fire under that player that they feel like, wait a minute, they didn't use me right. They didn't give me my props. I'm going somewhere else and I'm going to show. I still want to go back in the way back machine and just get Micah Hyde to catch that ball. That INT he had against the 49ers that would have sealed it and they would have had that playoff win instead of losing it home to Kaepernick. Can't the Packers' defense get well this weekend? you got a rookie quarterback. They do get LaShawn McCoy back this weekend, but this is not a good Bills team. And Packers are 23rd in the league in total yards right now. Ugh. So, they, I mean, this is – we keep thinking, okay, this Petten defense will get better. It's not that much better yet. I just feel like if the Packers jump out to an early lead, this is not a Buffalo team that is going to play well coming from behind with Agreed. a rookie quarterback who mm-hmm. does not complete a high percentage of his passes and will probably make a lot of mistakes. That didn't happen in the Vikings game. They were in front right from the start. Their defense they were forced up seventeen nothing, and he didn't have to. In. He didn't have to win a game. If he has to win a game, now just to say a rookie quarterback can't win a game, we just saw Baker Mayfield do it. We've seen game. some yep. others do it, but the odds of him being able to do it are not very good. So. I don't know if the Packers defense gets well this Sunday, but in a vacuum, they should have a good game. You know, I don't know what if it if it portends to positivity moving forward into the season, but I think in a vacuum, I think the Packers defense has a solid game this Sunday. And then you get the 49ers, then the Lions. So you could get well in a hurry here before you have to play the Rams. You should be able to. Should be able to yes but i i don't know who's going to play quarterback for the 49ers by then will it right. be bethard still i mean they they're... don't have a backup i mean they've won backup and it's again i think he's starting for the detroit tigers tonight it's some guy i've never heard of before they brought in seven backups 
this week and they didn't sign any of them. So I don't know what they're going to do there. And as for the Lions, did they beat the Patriots because it was Matt Patricia and it was that whole thing going against Bill Belichick? Or was it because the the Lions are actually good? No. But, but even if even if they are, you're not really buying that they're actually good. No. They're probably better than the team that showed up Monday night, week one, and got blown up by the Jets. But they're not good. Well, there is a history of the Packers not playing well in Detroit, too. So That is definitely true. All right, when we let's come back. Let's gamble, you guys. Let's gamble. Yeah, let's win some, let's win some uh, matchsticks, but huh? I'm going to warn you right away. Please go against every pick I make because I have been awful. You know, they I have finally on, had a good week. They have on Fox the lead dog and yep. all that. I'm I'm the tail of this dog. I am so far behind. Don't trust me, folks. Go the opposite of what I do in the next segment. You know what? Though we all had the Badgers last week, so we did. Yeah, yeah we did. Good, good on us for that one. All right, when we come back, we'll we'll spend your money. This is uh, the crossover TNT on the Big Nine Twenty. is the crossover with Needles, Davis, and Thunder on the Big 920. Name that artist, Ted. Can't do it. Herbie Hancock. I would have had it without, obviously I scheduled it, but I would have known this one. You and Krause should have a, Dennis Krause is like a human jukebox. You, you just ask him who did a but can song. You do it. But can you do anything in the last 20 years? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. yeah he's, he's, right. pretty, he's, he's pretty this good. How's been... Alicia Cara? This may have been the first um, video on ESPN that was played that was strictly an instrumental. Although he does like yep. do a computer generated rocket. This is Rocket by Herbie Hancock, 89, I believe. No, it was no earlier before than that. that. Oh, you're right. Club Nouveau was 89. That's why I had it in my head. This would have been 86 ish? Like 82, 83. Was it that early? Or something like that. Okay. There are many ways you can reach us here on the program. Hit us up on Twitter at NBA Ted, at DNeedles12, at Mitch Nellis. He's uh, Thunder. And 799-1920 is our number. There are so many ways to listen to this program. You can do it the old-fashioned way and just listen on the radio on 920. You can go online at TheBig920.com. Or the easiest way to do it is with the iHeartRadio app. It is. You know, I'd be interested if there's anybody out there who, who legit... And not not just being funny. If you think the Bills are coming into Lambeau this weekend and winning, I would love for you to sell it to TNT today. Four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty. If you think and not cover the spread and not oh it's going to be close closer than you think. If you legit think the Bills are going to come in here and win seven nine nine one nine twenty, I want you to sell it to us and we'll let we'll we'll give you twenty thirty seconds. We'll let you sell it and uh, and then have a great day. Did you did you say sell it or shovel it? Exact both both. You got to do it both ways. And speaking of sell it, before we get into our picks. Uh, I have not seen anything online yet about complaints uh, of people trying to buy Brewers playoff tickets. I think they went on sale this morning, did they not? I believe, yeah, 10 a.m. this morning, is that right? Um, The Brewers did send out a press release that's titled, Let's Go Milwaukee. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's like 10 O's on it. 
Um, trying to get everybody to come out this weekend. There are standing room only tickets available for tonight and tomorrow, and there are tickets available in several categories for Sunday's game against the Tigers. I'm looking. I'm looking for four for Sunday. I know I could buy them through the Brewers, but if you have them, uh, I could also buy them from you. So uh, shoot me a text, or uh, there's a hundred ways to get in touch with me. That's the sell it part. Now the buy it part. All right. I mentioned the iHeart uh, Radio app. You can download it for free, and this is a great way to listen because, like on Media Day, we had uh, Mike Budenholzer on, and we tweeted out Mike Budenholzer is next, and you don't have to go through the whole get to a radio. You just uh, pull it up on your iPhone or your uh, whatever phone you have or your tablet, and if you've downloaded the iHeartRadio app, which is free at the App Store, you just uh, hit the icon, which is the iHeart app. You punch uh, 920, and within five seconds, you're listening to the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. I got it on my phone. You got I've it on got your it. phone. Me, yes. Mister Technologically yes, Impaired, so fancy. Yeah. I'm um, so proud. I listen on the road quite a bit to the iHeartRadio app. You have access sure. to something like 800 radio stations. You can make your own music files. You can pick your own music. And all of a sudden, you're doing uh, a lot of stuff that you couldn't do had you not downloaded this app. So, you know let's... WCFW Chippewa Falls is on there, my first radio station? <laughs> uh, mine was KDNT, Denton, Texas. 1440 on the AM dial. Still up and running? Uh, no, it's different call letters now. Okay. Uh, but we went to something called Cool Country at one point. That was us. Cool Country. Well, all country's cool. All right, let's bet. My, mine was 1510 AM behind a Walmart in Waukesha. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Uh, so we do this every week. We didn't do it week one. So we only have the stats from week two and week three. Uh, Dan Needles, five and three. Ted Davis, Mitch Nellis, both. Three and five. Okay. Uh, so far, and we pick four games every week against the spread, and uh, then compile them. And needles, you're in the lead so far, but you know you're rain man. But so you're due for that means you're due for a bad week. Yes. Yep. We'll start with Saturday night. Uh, Dan, where can you watch this game? Ohio State at Penn State? That would be at ABC WISN 12 Love Milwaukee. It. Nicely done. So we've got Ohio State at Penn State. Ohio State. The road favorite, favored by three and a half at Penn State, Saturday night. Ted Davis. Ohio State seems like they've been on a mission this year because of the whole Urban Meyer kerfuffle. uh, Self-inflicted by Urban Meyer, by the way. Uh, But boy, Penn State's tough to win on a Saturday night. What's the the line? What's the spread? Ohio State's favored by three and a half at Penn State. I'm going to take Ohio State in the points. Okay. Ohio State, given the points. It's, it's kind of a little like uh, the last presidential race, choosing between Satan and Hitler. You know, it, it's, <laughs> I, neither school is one that, that you want to be on the side of. Um, boy, I, Ohio State is the classic bully that they'll just beat up everybody, but then when somebody actually challenges them, they, they back they down a little bit. back down. Okay. I think Penn State. Uh, I, as well, am taking Penn State. I just think at home on a Saturday night, I, I think they uh, they take it to Ohio State. Uh, we then have uh, some NFC North teams in action interconf- the, within their conference. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who suffered their first loss uh, Monday night, are in Chicago. Chicago is... Fi- i got to make sure this is right. Chicago favored by three? Does that sound Sounds right? right? Sounds right. And okay. It's in Chicago, right? It's in Chicago. I'm starting to believe in that Packer, uh, the uh, Bears defense. Uh, okay. The way the way they played against the Packers, came back, played well in their, their other games. Right through, yeah. Okay, uh, you know, I I think Trubisky is a 
enough of a game manager that good, good way to put it. Yeah, that they're going to do okay offensively. Khalil Mack is the real deal on defense with them. Uh, it's in Chicago. I'm taking the Bears in that one. Is right. Fitz Magic starting or is Winston starting? I believe that would be Fitz Magic. Okay, he's starting until further notice. Yeah, they may switch at halftime. Who knows? Um, I in Tampa Bay. The way they came back on Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know if Pittsburgh has a strong defense anymore because we saw how yeah. they got shredded by KC. I don't think they do. I don't think they faced a defense like Chicago. I think Chicago's going to get like three or four turnovers in the first half, and wow. then we'll see Winston. Okay. Um, will Chicago win by three? Yeah. Okay. I'll go with Chicago. All right. I'm going the other way. I'm taking Tampa Bay. I don't believe in Chicago yet. I, I agree their defense is decent, uh, but I think – Tampa has too many weapons on offense, and I think they'll be able to outscore them. We then have the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the loser of this game is in really bad shape. Uh, the, the winner of this, of this game is in is, really is, bad is, shape. still not in great <laughs> shape. Uh, Detroit at Dallas. Dallas favored by three. Dallas's offense is awful right now. Yeah, um, They've got no downfield receivers that Prescott can throw to. Uh, Witten has retired. That was a weapon that Prescott had. Uh, they just can't move the ball, and I just I have no confidence in Dallas. It's in Dallas. It's in Dallas. Dallas is favored by three. Oh, and I, the Lions are going to just be the Lions. I go with the Lions on this one. I don't think the I don't think the Cowboys can score enough points to win this game. Look at little Cole Beasley go. I love it. Uh, I'm going with Dallas. On You're this going with one. Dallas. My my head says Dallas. My gut says Detroit. 98% of the time, I go with my head. I'm going with my gut on this one. I think Detroit, kind of like you said, I think Dallas can't score enough. Not that, Dallas, not that Detroit's going to score a ton, but they'll just score enough. Or you got a little gut there, though. I it's did, not a big gut. Eh, I'm working on it. Uh, Dallas will do something at the end of this game to screw it up. And Detroit will win the game because da- not because of anything Detroit did, but because Dallas will mess it up. And Jared Jones will be on the phone to Tony Romo and see what it'll take to bring him back. Yeah, come on, Tony. Um, and then finally, Buffalo at Green Bay. Our Packers favored by nine and a half. Nine and a half point favorite, the Green Bay Packers. Okay, I discounted Buffalo last week when they were a 17 point dog. Okay. And they won. Biggest yes. biggest dog to win. We all did. We all picked the Vikings yes. last week, by the way, and gave sixteen and yes. a half yes. points. And we were only off by like thirty something. Yeah, so yeah. Biggest so. dog to win since nineteen ninety five last year, the Buffalo Bills, uh Ridiculous. last week. Uh they they're not gonna do that two weeks in a row, but in an NFL game, what'd you say, nine and a half? Nine and a half. That's still a lot of points. That is. And I still don't have a lot of confidence in the Packers' defense, even though Josh Allen is a rookie quarterback who likes to run more than throw. Uh, I don't think the Packers will cover on that. So I, reluctantly, I'm going with Buffalo and the okay. points. Do you have a final? Let's do final scores for this one too. Uh, I think the Packers will win something like twenty-seven twenty or something like okay. that. Yep, that's, that's I'm going. Com- the opposite way. I'm going 35-14 Green Bay. Five Buffalo turnovers, five Green Bay touchdowns. I just feel like this is the breakout week and that Cinderella tried on the shoe and it was a size two and a half and she's got size 16 feet. I, um, I'm with Dan on this one. I'm going 38-10. I'm going just a complete laugher. Rompasaurus Rex. Uh, the Packers, you know, just come out and they don't stop. 
you know, Rodgers fires the ball over the field. They get Aaron Jones in the running it's a game. Michael Jackson stall. Exactly. Don't stop till you get it off. Don't, don't stop till you get it off. So those are our picks. Um, Ted with Buffalo, Ohio State, Chicago, and Detroit. Dan with Green Bay, Penn State, Chicago, and Dallas. And I pick Green Bay, Penn State, Tampa, and Detroit. We'll see what it, uh, the standings look like. Again, currently Dan five and three. Ted and Mitch tied. We are three and five. We've got a really weak 3 p.m. schedule in the NFL this weekend. The best game, I think. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to watch the Browns a little bit. They play at Oakland. I got Baker Mayfield fever. I'll be watching the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah, but that's they'll be done by 4 o'clock. No, they play at 220. 220. Ah, that's right. That's something to point out. Yes. They're Sunday. doing the major league is doing what the NBA has done for years on the last day of the season. NFL all, as well. All NFL games as well. All yep. games are starting at the same time. So yeah, you can watch yep. the Brewers and then I'll flip over yep. and watch the Any Raiders. interest in the Dolphins at the Patriots this week? The Dolphins are three and oh. The Patriots are favored by seven. I'm not if Miami buying. if Miami could go in and win, what a statement that would be for Tannehill and the Dolphins. I I'm can you buy Miami yet? Then it would be time for New England to go to their development quarterback, uh, Brian Hoyer. Um, uh, yeah, they can't get Garoppolo back, right? No, no, no. I don't buy for a second. That's fair. I, I just don't. Yeah, great. Miami's three and zero. Do you buy that the Patriots owns. are done? No, okay. not just yet. Ch- just not Jay. until they're done. Will I believe they're done? Well said. No premature <laughs> jocularity here. All right, let's wrap up the hour. It's time for two minutes inside the head of Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best idea we've ever had. What do you think you're going to impress with that crap? You know, I enjoy riding a bicycle. I've got a bicycle, and when the weather is warm, uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, she who must be obeyed, sure. uh, get out and ride our bicycles. I like it as much as anybody. You, you guys are cute. I know we are. Got a little mountain I bike? Or, uh... I, I do have a, have a, have a mountain uh-huh. bike. Nice. Uh, ride the uh, Bug Line Trail out in Waukesha County a lot of times when the weather is nice. The Bug Line Trail <laughs> takes on extra meaning now. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, but a Seattle Times columnist wrote this column this week. He says, this is a column I'd rather not write. Uh, biking to work in Seattle is at its lowest level in a decade. Last year, 2.8% of workers in Seattle bike to work, down from 3.5% and 4% the year before. The new figure comes as a surprise, apparently. So let me get this straight. People in Seattle, where it rains a lot, I mean a lot, from November to April, would rather, rather ride to work in their car than ride a bicycle, and he is shocked. Yeah, but they're all tree huggers out there. They want to save the future for this world. I, I, I was going to say there's an element in the Northwest of those who uh, want to be pro-environment. And so it does surprise me that the biking to work percentage they, is so low. They finally realized it's a lot easier to drive a car. Who could have seen that one coming? By the way, I still, I still regret the trade on the NBA travel schedule. Of Seattle for Oklahoma City and Vancouver for Memphis. That was not an equitable trade. So that's not a complaint. It's just reality. <laughs> oh, no. Seattle. A, first of all, it's a complaint, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to complain. Uh, Seattle-Oklahoma City seems to me like a slam dunk. And, and Oklahoma City tries to do a lot to pump itself up, but Seattle's really nice. Vancouver, I think, is amazing. Vastly underrated. Yes. But Memphis has some good barbecue. There's some, there's some stuff do. going on in Memphis. Yeah, we, and we stay near Beale Street, but yeah. come on. I woke up in Vancouver the first time. I opened my 
my window, the curtains at the hotel. The mountains are right there. They ski down those mountains at yeah. night. There, there are seaplanes landing at Good gas points. stations out in the water. Oh, I miss that town. All right, when we come back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At 12 o'clock, we will reset the hot topic of the day. We'll be talking to Pete Darty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette at 12.20 about the Packers and the Bills. And then at 12.40, we're going to double back to something that happened in the Dan Patrick Show. Bob Euchre was on the Dan Patrick Show today. Milwaukee icon. We'll uh, hear a little bit of that coming up in the noon hour. Toto's going to take us to the break. Ted Needles and Thunder here on a Friday. This is the crossover. We cross over from Dan Patrick to Drew and KB, and they'll be coming up at 1 o'clock, and then they hand the baton off to Mike Heller and John Audius at 3 to 6. The best local lineup you'll find in Milwaukee Sports Radio. Back after this on the Big 920. And away we go into the lunch hour on a Friday right here on the crossover as we wrap up our week here at the iHeart station complex in a secret location here in the Milwaukee area. TNT here, Ted Needles and Thunder. You can join us on the program at 799-1920. Hit us up on Twitter at NBA Ted at DNeedles12. Thunder is at Mitch Nellis. We started the first hour at 11 o'clock with me having a number that kept running through my head last night as I had a restless night of sleep. And it was 163, 163, 163. The more I look at this, the more I think it's highly likely, or at least highly probable, let me put it that way, that we could have a Cubs-Brewers game on Monday to determine the whole shebang in the division. For that to happen, the Brewers would either, if the Brewers win all three games this weekend and the Cubs win two out of three, there you go. there's a one-game playoff. Yep. If the Brewers win two out of three and the Cubs win one, one. out of yep. three... Then there's a tie. If the Brewers win one out of three and the Cubs are swept, there you go. Then it is. Yes, the Brewers have to win one more game than the Cubs this weekend in any permutation. I don't know if that's likely or not. I would argue that the most likely, and I haven't run the odds, the Brewers will be favored in all three games. The Cubs will be favored in all three games. But we know baseball. That's not how baseball works. I would argue that the most likely scenario to happen this weekend is the Brewers and the Cubs both go two and one. They both win the series, but win two out of three, and the Brewers do finish one game behind the Cubs. See, I'm thinking... If you do it a hundred times, I would guess that would be the scenario you'd come up with the most, but I think second most would probably be Cubs win two out of three and Brewers sweep. I think that's the second most likely scenario. I think the Tigers are going to sweep. The Cardinals this year are 9-7 and seven against the Chicago Cubs, so... They're perfectly capable of winning two of three against the Cubs. Yes. So then, sure. then you've got your one-game playoff. Game well, one sixty-three. Well, if the Brewers sweep the Tigers and the and the Cardinals can win two out of three, then the Brewers win the division. Right. I, th- I think the Cubs. I, like that. I think the Cubs will probably win two out of three against yeah. the Cardinals. That's what I'm thinking. I, even though the Cardinals have done well against the Cubs, I think they'll win one. 
and then we'll have game 163. And there's now, a uh, scenario Bob Nightingale tweeted out. Crazy scenario. It's actually possible that the Cubs clinch the NL Central and the Cardinals clinch the wild card simultaneously Sunday, creating a scene where both teams are celebrating together <laughs> on the Wrigley Field infield. Sure. Absolutely. That's how wacky this is. Yeah. The Brewers lose. I mean, and, think of how many years. And, and go back before divisions were changed and a wild card was added. Mm-hmm. From 1969 until somewhere in the 90s, division winners, and that was it, were in the playoffs, okay? You rarely, rarely had that, like in 1978 with the Red Sox and Yankees, a one-game playoff to determine the division champion. And in many of those years, teams were eliminated by, like, August 1st. This year... The Orioles were, and and there were a couple. The Tigers were. There were a couple of teams that were eliminated, but for the most part, every division was up for grabs until mid-September. It, it, the Red Sox yeah. finally put the Yankees away with one series. I guess the Indians. That was the one division that wasn't because right. everybody else was under five hundred. They were so but bad. Everything else was up for grabs, yep. and so this is an unusual year. And so why wouldn't it finish? With some crazy scenarios on the final day of the season. Yeah, it's going to get good. And and the one thing in the American League that isn't completely settled is who gets the home game in the wild card. Uh, the Yankees uh, are up two games over the A's with three to play. So the assumption is that the Yankees will get that home game. But if something went really backwards... We, we would see, uh, and I don't know what their head-to-head is, so I don't know who wins the tiebreaker. We have focused on the National League a lot, and rightfully so, because that's what Absolutely. we watch here. But yep. those American League playoffs are going to be really fun to watch. I mean, you've got, like you said, you've got the A's and the Yankees in the wild card. The A's, the winner of that, would then play the Red Sox. And yep. that other matchup would be the Indians and the Astros, which is an outstanding matchup. The Indians and the Astros as two heavyweights who are just going to go after each other. I mean, they've both got great pitching. They've both got big hitters. Uh, I know the Indians' record is less than the other teams in the American League, but we've seen what the Indians have done the past couple seasons. And if it's Red Sox-Yankees on the other side... The, those AL playoffs are good. I mean, I think all the playoffs this year are going to be must-watch. But it, it could end up being like the NBA last year, where everybody just assumed whoever wins the West is going to kill whoever comes out of the East, and right. it did happen that way. Yeah. But there's also a scenario where the Rockets and the Warriors are beating each other up so bad that by the time they get to the NBA Finals, the team that wins is worn out, and then they lose. That could happen this year with the American League teams beating each other up. And by the time they get to the playoffs, they're spent, or to the World Series, they're spent. And the Amer- the National League team wins. It could happen. So You guys are smart guys, right? Uh, no. Yes. You guys know it's Yes, yes okay. we are. Yes. Right. I, I just have um, a friend of mine uh, emailed me earlier today, and he said uh, earlier this year, in July, he put down four... Wagers. He was in Vegas, and he put down four wagers. Uh, he's got the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Astros, and the Dodgers. So out of the American League, he's got the Red Sox and the Astros. Out of the National League, he's got the Cubs and the Dodgers to win the World Series. And if one of those four teams win the World Series, he'll win money. Different amounts, depending on who wins it, but he will come out ahead. Obviously, if one of those four teams don't win it, he will end up losing money. Uh, taking your Brewers fan hat off for a minute, because certainly we want the Brewers to win the World Series. Do you think he's got a chance? I mean, not that he's got a chance. How, how good? A, how good of a chance do you think he's got? In baseball, we have seen teams that have been the wild card team go on to win the World Series. 
it happens. It's a momentum thing. They start playing well late in the season. Yep. Right now, is anybody playing as well as the Brewers going into no. the postseason? No, come on. Come on. Take uh, off your Brewers hat. There's one team. The Red Sox. Yeah, no, Red... no, no, the Rockies. The, okay. The Rockies have won the Rockies seven are, in a row. Yes, they are hot. They've passed the Dodgers. But the Brewers have won, like, what, 10 out of 11 series yes, or something yes. like that? That's not just a the but, last week. We're talking absolutely. the last month plus. Yes. No, I'll get, for the last month, the Brewers. But the Rockies, you can't, you know, yes, they played a team in the Phillies that just rolled over and died. But they are also hot. There are, you know, we've seen teams like that get hot at the right time. All right, this is going to be a fun day because the Cubs play a day game. Today. So you're saying my friend's got a chance? Maybe, With, okay, maybe. All right. uh, Cubs play a day game today. He'll be it, really sad. It, if it's he a one ten pitch at Wrigley Field. Wainwright, steady veteran, going for the Cardinals against Hendricks. That game will be on ESPN, by the way. If you want to watch it this afternoon, very cool. Uh, I, know, do, I do, by the way. I, 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 do I, watch I will it. too. Can and, I kick Drew and KB out of the studio and just say, "Hey, I need to watch this baseball sure, game." Sure, keep them in the tank down there. Seriously. That's where they do their first hour anyway. Yep. And then tonight, after seven, Jordan Zimmerman for the Tigers. He was been a good pitcher in his career. He was a 19-game winner. You know, coming off injuries, though, and that's, that's right. I would actually expect him to be really good next year. Yeah. He's just he's dealt with a number of injuries. He Former had, UW he won, Stevens Point star. There you go. He won 19 games with the Nationals a few years ago. He's 7-8 and eight this year. Uh, and so the, the Brewers will know by the time they play tonight if they're a half game out or a game and a half out, depending upon the outcome Adam of that. Wainwright. That's it. you got to pull Adam for the Cardinals again. Wainwright. This is such a weird thing. And there have been so many similarities to 1982. The the Brewers, if they went out, will match the win total, correct? Is of yes. 94? So, of, of 82, yeah. With 95. If the, Bru- if the Brewers wins. win out. Yeah. Okay. I've been getting hit up on Twitter a lot that back in 82, they played a game 163. And I looked it up on uh, sports Baseball Reference and on Baseball Almanac. And in that 82 season, they do list a 163rd game. But there's a different story there. They didn't actually play 163. They were making up a game that was rained out on June 16th in Baltimore with a score tied 2-2. They called it at 2.05 in the morning. So even though it says 163 on there, they actually only played 162 official games. The season ended on Sunday. It wasn't an extra playoff game for right. the division title on Monday. But that Sunday game was... It was for the division title. Jim Palmer versus Don Sutton. I mean, what a you know what a fun matchup that was. What a he- two heavyweights and the final score it. looks like a blowout. The Brewers won what ten to two, but they scored five runs in the top of the ninth right. to to blow it open. The, the game was as tense as could be throughout. And they out a couple of home runs. They lost the first three games of that series, and they got crushed. And they lost a doubleheader. Yeah, that that was again Milwaukee getting kicked in the nads, which is a long history. Yep. And so it comes and that down. Was, that was even before the long history. That was just yeah. when we were just Milwaukee fans were just used to losing. So on that Sunday, it was winner take all. They started that uh, game with identical records of ninety four sixty seven and a tie, and then uh, Robin Yount had a big day. Hit a home run in the first inning, came back, hit a home run his second time up. He had a triple in that game, and they went on to win. And, and Ogilvy made a big catch. It was, uh, that was the first time. I mean, starting in 1978, that was when George Bamberger took over, and the Brewers had their first winning season, and they were competitive in yep. 78, 79, 80. 81, they go to the playoffs because of the, the, the split, split season. season. But that was the first real time that you thought, wow, Milwaukee has done it. So in 82, 
And did, did after the World Series, did you think, not taking it for granted, not saying, oh, they'll be back here every year, but did you think they'd be competitive for a number of years Let's to come? Let's put it this way. In uh, Game 4 of the American League Championship Series, it was played on a Saturday. It was a rainy day. Okay. My girlfriend at the time, she was at lacrosse. I was at Oshkosh. We were both home in Milwaukee. It was my high school homecoming weekend. Her dad had tickets to the game, offered them to us, and I turned them down because I wanted to go to my high school homecoming reunion with everybody. And I thought, that's all right. The Brewers will be back next year. Wow. 26 years the, later. The perception was with Yount, with Molitor, with Gorman, with all these guys, they're Cecil in the Cooper. prime. They'll be back. Donson's older, but with Vukovic, with a bunch of those pitchers who are but decent. But then Fingers got injured, and Vuk got injured, and Molitor got injured. The next year, they're in first place in August. They're going back, and they ended up finishing like fifth, and the year after that, they had the worst record in baseball. They just fell oh. off a cliff. Boy, that sounds so familiar to my 2001, 2001 Bucks year. That's yes, almost exactly because yep. I remember. Oh, I would, Ted, I would have bet money that Bucks team would have been at the top of the Eastern Conference for the next five years yeah. at least. At the end of that season, I remember walking through the locker room in Philly after Game Seven, and it was over. And I just thought, well, okay, we'll we'll be back next year. And it started the same way. In mid-January yes. of that year, the Bucks were sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference. That's right. Didn't make the playoffs that year. And and we know what happened after that. Yeah. So just enjoy it this ride. quickly. Just enjoy this ride because there's no guarantee you're going to be in this position right. next no, year. As much well, as it seems like the Brewers are set up to where 2019 was going to be the peak year, right. that they'll be good for years from now. Look what happened after 2008. Yep. They didn't go no. for a couple of years after 2011. So after they didn't two, go. Though after 2011, we knew they weren't going to go. You know, that team was breaking up at that point. Prince was gone. You know, Grinky had one more year, but if they didn't play well, they were going to trade him for prospects. Yeah, they Markham, kind of went all in. Markham was already hurt. They went all in in 2011, and they got to game six of the NLCS. They didn't fail, but they didn't succeed either. This team feels like it has more of a future. Maybe that's, you know, but, but to that point, Dan, bless you. Can Christian Yelich do this again? I mean, they've done all this with the year Jesus Aguilar had in the first half and Yelich had in the second half. If they come back to earth next year, all of a sudden this is an 87-win team maybe, not a 94-win team. I don't know. And that's why I say just enjoy this run we're going to have over the next week. Uh, We think Yelich will be the MVP, and he's getting a lot of national attention. CBS Sports came out with their postseason awards yesterday. And I'll start with Cy Young, and then we'll get to – uh, MVP. We, yeah. we De- know Young. National League, DeGrom. Uh, American League, Blake Snell, Tampa okay, Bay. That's fine. Rookie of the Year, Otani of the Angels. Uh, this kid, Acuna, Acuna, Acuna for yep. Atlanta. Yep. They had Manager of the Year, Bob Melvin of the A's. Certainly, that's that's he's deserving of that. National League Manager of the Year, they had Brian Snitker of the Braves. Nobody thought they'd win that division. No. They had Council number 2. All right, here we go. American League MVP, Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts of the he's hitting 346 of the Boston Red Sox. That's not so bad. One of three famous Mookies I can think of. You had Mookie Wilson, sure, and Mookie Blaylock. There you go, former NBA player, aka Pearl Jam, longtime Atlanta Hawk. Yes. played at the University of Oklahoma, I think. Yes, yes. yes so Mookie Betts, uh, AL MVP, and CBS Sports has as the National League MVP it, Christian Yelich. Yeah. Is Mookie short for something, or is that like the official name? Is it, it like Mookison? No, it's not. It's a nickname. It's not his real name. Uh, by the way, do you guys know Mookie Wilson's real first name? 
His first name growing up was Charles Willie Wilson. But there already was a Willie, Willie Wilson, Wilson, of course, center fielder for the Kansas City Royals. Right. And he had he had kind of had a nickname Mookie, but he adopted it more as he got to triple A just to avoid confusion with Willie Wilson. Back to the NL manager of the year. Yes. You can look at it this way. The Braves won a garbage division. They did. They didn't. The, the NL Philly, Central. Philly was good for a while, but you're right. If the Pirates win one more game, four of the five teams in the NL Central will finish with a winning record. And the Brewers are getting in the playoffs in the toughest division in baseball. To me, wow. that's the argument over the Braves. You can say nobody expected anything of the Braves. How many people picked the Brewers nationally to go to the playoffs? Marcus Betts, by the way. Marcus. Marcus. Uh, you met, you had something on Twitter you saw about Strope, that the Cubs are saying he has recovered enough that he might be able to pitch by He's the end of the weekend? Apparently throwing off a mound, and he might be ready to pitch by the end of the week. I wonder if they throw him out there on Sunday, regardless of just what the game is, just to get him an inning. Yeah, yeah just to get him in a game. Um Real quick, Jonah Carey, who's a baseball writer who writes for CBS Sports as well. Uh, Dan, he did your favorite thing. He, he, he just looked at war. and le- So his MVP ballot, he's got DeGrom 1, Scherzer 2, oh, Yelich 3, and Aaron Nola 4. Because he's really just looking at war. He's not looking at anything else. Some people do those kind of things just so they can have everybody look at them. And he talk can say, about look at me, talk about me. War is an appetizer. It is a dessert. It is not steak. Yeah, it's not the main course. Look, use your damn eyes, Jonah Carey. Look at who had the biggest impact on the season. Yeah, Jacob Degrom with his ten and nine record. War. Mets getting last place or second last place. Right. War. War. What is it good for? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, it's good for something, but it's not be all end all. Exactly. All right. When we come back, we'll uh, hit up Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press Gazette. The the Bills are going to roll over and make it easy Sunday, aren't they? Come on. It's got to be an easy Packer weekend as they play noon Sunday at Lambeau Field. We'll catch up with Pete Doherty next here on the crossover with TNT, Ted Needles and Thunder, right here on a Friday. Back on the crossover here on the Big 920, Ted Needles and Thunder on a Friday. My morning is mapped out tomorrow. I'm going to be at the Open Bucks practice downtown at Fiserv Forum. Uh, begins around 11 o'clock. They're going Sold to have a, out, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're going to have a big crowd there, and I think the, the curiosity factor with the arena is involved there and what Mike Budenholzer will do with this team. But this will be the first time the team has been able to shoot in the new arena. So this is the first time they've been in there, and uh, Wednesday I have a preseason game against the Bulls at Fiserv Forum. We are joined now by Pete Doherty. Does he have walk-up music? I can't remember. We Okay, uh, big, uh, Pete Doherty has joined us with the Green Bay Press-Gazette. You can find his work on uh, JS Online as well. So, uh, Pete, h- handicapped this game on Sunday. The, the Bills just took down the Vikings, even though they were almost 17-point underdogs. Was that a fluke, and should this be an easy ride for the Packers on Sunday? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, it sounds like the Vikings, you know, were turning the ball over and kind of self-destructed in some ways. But uh, I'm, you know, Buffalo still had to play pretty well. Um, I kind of find it hard to believe they're going to play that well two weeks in a row unless this rookie quarterback is is really good. I suspect he's just as capable of throwing. You know, these are, these guys, even if they're talented. You know, early in their careers, they're just as capable of throwing three interceptions as they are of throwing, you know, three touchdown passes. So, um, I'm I'm sure I'm going to end up picking the Packers. That point spread of ten seems pretty high. 
I'm not sure I would go by that much, but uh, you know, I think this is a game. I, if I were a betting man, I'd bet on the Packers, and it's a game they they really, you know, it's not like it's a must-win game in a in a mathematical sense, but it's a game they really need to win. What do you expect to see on the right side of the Packers' offensive line to start the game? So it sounds like Bell is going to play, and Bulaga practicing Thursday. Um, sounds like there's a pretty ch- pretty good chance he's going to play, so I would guess it'll be uh, Bell and Bulaga over there. Wow. Do you think that will be how they finish? That's a good question. Um, you know, Bulaga's health is so shaky. Uh, you, you know, especially with those back injuries, you can tweak those anytime and then you're, you know, there's a good chance you're done for the day. But if he could recover fast enough to get out there, you know, you gotta, you gotta play him. And I don't know. I, <laughs> I guess we'll see on Sunday whether he can last 60 minutes. On the defensive side, they lose Wilkerson last week and that was the big free agent signing. And he goes out with a uh, rather gruesome ankle injury. How big of a loss is that? You know, it's a good question, Ted. My like last week, you know, right after the game, I I, I wrote that that's a big loss and it really hurts their run defense. Um, you know, and maybe even that was a little overreaction. You know, he I, one of the reasons they signed him was they were hoping they could catch the magic he had a couple of years ago um, with the Jets, and he had a couple double digit, digit sack seasons, which you know, for an inside rusher, ten sacks is like you know fourteen or fifteen for an outside guy. Um, and he showed zero sign that that was going to happen. But he was a good run defender. But, you know, there's a drop-off to Lowry defending the run, but I'm not sure it's that big. So I suspect this is one of those injuries that, you know, it'll hurt a little bit, but you can weather it. Uh, what it does, though, is, you know, now one more injury on the defensive line really hurts because then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're eating into the quality quite a bit then because uh, it's a much bigger drop-off to Montrevious Adams. I'm very intrigued by the Bashad Breeland story of he signs with the Panthers or at least agrees to a contract with them and hurt his foot when it was hanging out of a golf cart and like opened up some old infection or something like that. And nobody signed him to this point. Is that one of the odder things that you've heard of? It is. And just, you know, put yourself in his shoes, so to speak. And you've just, you sign a deal for three years, 24 million, 11 million fully guaranteed. And then that happens. And so then, you know, it happened before the, before he signed the contract. So when he, when he went and took the physical, you know, they said, ah, well, this is just too risky. You know, we can't pay him this. So that voided the contract. And so then he sits there. So I'm sure there's, you know, the, he's not, he wasn't signed by now. I'm sure a big part of it was there's, there's still a big red flag there, but uh, you know the Packers doctors are fairly cons- pretty conservative, so um, they must feel at least okay about it. And um, you know, again, with him, like with everybody else, we'll see if he lasts the season or how much uh, how much it affects his play. He, you know, I guess you can't go by what guys say, but yeah, he he says he's full go and, and feeling great. Um, talent, you know, reason a pretty pretty talented guy, good enough to get an eight million dollar a year contract if he's uh, if he's healthy. Pete Darty of the Green Bay Press Gazette has joined us. Uh, he's just with the team this week. Will he play on Sunday? Could we see him out there? Ooh, um, I would guess. I'm trying to think. I would guess. You know, he'd probably suit up and maybe play special teams. I would think he'd only, um, you know, they'd only put him out there on defense if they if they really had to. If they had another injury, there's they've got you know they can play safeties at kind of those slot corners if they need to. So. 
I mean, I'd bet against him playing in the defense. Um, you know, maybe they'll have like a special package to get him in there for a snap or two, but I would think that'd be, uh, you know, his chance of playing will be more uh, a week or a couple weeks down the line. One of the uh, million-dollar questions in Green Bay right now, and I, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but I know a lot of fans are asking about it. How can they look so bad defensively in the first half against the Bears and so good defensively in the second half of that same game? So good defensively in the first half of the Vikings game, so bad in the fourth quarter, and then so bad last week in the first half and so good in the second half. Yeah, you know, it's a, a couple of things. It's one of them. is That's kind of the NFL, you know. I don't know if you watched that game last night, but the Vikings are supposed to be pretty good on defense, and they just got skewered, you know. So, I, you know, it's it's an offensive game, and unless you're just really outstanding on defense, you give up stuff. And also, I mean, that's kind of what mediocre to bad, you know, bad defenses, that's what happens is you're, you're inconsistent. You you're okay here and there, but um, you still have, in the course of 60 minutes, you get beat a lot. So it's probably, you know, more the latter than the former, but it's kind of the way the game is, too. And um... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, they're, and it's early in the season, so they're, you know, learning this new scheme and getting some kinks worked out. And it matters a lot more how they're playing in December than, than how they're playing now. But um, a big part of it is, you know, they're better in the secondary than they've been the last couple of years, better at corner anyway, but they, they still, you know, they're still not, uh, their personnel still isn't that great on that side of the ball. And, you know, I'll bet Dom Capers is kind of saying, well, you know, now you, you know, it's the pet and now you see what I had to work with. I want to see more of Aaron Jones uh, in this game on Sunday. I, I thought he showed something against the Redskins. They got behind and started throwing the ball because they were behind, but he seems to bring a dynamic that the other two backs don't have. How do you see it? Yeah, exactly the same way. And, you know, during the game, I was thinking, you know, you got to change plans in midstream because they went into the game. You know, McCarthy even said before the game that um, kind of suggested he'd be on a pitch count or, you know, he was going to be a, in a secondary role. And as the game was going on, I was thinking, you know, I got to get that guy out there more. He's just, he, as you said, he's so much better uh, with, his, with the ball in his hands than, uh, than any of their other running backs. But then I thought, you thought, I thought about his injury history, you know, two MCLs last year. Uh, a hamstring that cost him, what was it, I think maybe three weeks at camp this year. So even though, you know, it took some, even though they may have wanted to get him in there, I, I guess I understand the argument of, at least in the first game, just kind of holding him back, don't overuse him, don't get him hurt in that first game, and because uh, he's proven to be susceptible to injury. So I guess I kind of get it now, but I would definitely, um, you know, at season's end, he would definitely be the running back who has the most touches if I'm uh, – if I'm running that offense. If you're looking for a bright spot when it uh, concerns Aaron Rodgers, is there anything to take away from the fact that he practiced yesterday? Yeah, I would think a lot. Um, that's a big step. You know, it was so fragile. They're so painful that he, those first two weeks, he couldn't. And they'd get him out there on Saturday just because you want to get him at least a little bit of work. And the fact that he could go on Thursday, even if it was, you know, just limited stuff, I, th- I think that's a, a good sign. It's still. It sounds like it's <clears throat> the big problem is, you know, you just get the sense 
from talking to medical people, not with the Packers, that when you have these uh, these ligament injuries in your knee, a lot of times the bones, the tibia and fibula hit together, and they bruise, and it's really painful. And the one of you know the the worst part of it is it takes you know it can take a while for that to heal because there's not a lot of blood flow down in that in that part of the body. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure it's still going to be painful, and it's going to be a couple months of him dragging that leg around. But I you know to be three weeks in and being able to practice. Uh, one day in the middle of the week now, That's uh, I think that was a pretty big step. All right, Pete, thanks for the information, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Okay, Ted, see you later. All right, Pete Doherty, Green Bay Press-Gazette. You can also find his work uh, in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel online at uh, jsonline.com. The USA Today Wisconsin edition is what Yeah, it is what it is, yes. Yeah. Um, he, he, we talked about Breland there, and that's such a weird story, that he had this deal, and he had this golf cart thing that screwed it all up, and he comes in now, and they sign him for, what, $790,000 for the year? If he can play a little bit, that might be the steal of the year for a defensive back like that. An $8 million, $7 million discount. I mean, if you're him, are you not playing with a serious chip on your shoulder? He will play the rest of this year the way we thought Muhammad Wilkerson would be playing this year on a one-year deal, a prove-it deal, to show everybody what you can do. Right. That serious chip on his shoulder and or, as you just said, that prove-it deal. You know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to do whatever I can because I want next year, I want to re-sign that three-year $24 million deal with somebody. Probably not the Packers. But, uh, you know. And but, you never know. But, but it, you never know. But if he goes out and proves that he's a top free agent cornerback, he'll get another deal like that. And I think it's really important because we have seen a lot more of Devon House this year than I think a lot of people wanted to see because you, Kevin King has not proven yet that he can stay on the field consistently. Is he becoming the new Nick Perry? <sighs> That's a concern. Yeah, uh, You mean. know what he is? He's becoming the new Casey Hayward. Mm-hmm. And people right, go yeah. nuts. That I mean, how could he be yeah. in San Diego? Because he couldn't stay on the field in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Uecker was on the uh, Dan Patrick show today. He was. And uh, he's, of course, Milwaukee icon, uh, has seen so many bad seasons in his years with the Brewers. He's got a chance to make a nice ride here late in his career as the Brewers are going for maybe a division championship this weekend. Certainly we know they're in as a wild card. He was on the Dan Patrick show. Bob Uecker, we'll hear from it. Hear, for, hear from him and what he said on the DP show coming up after this. This is the crossover on the Big 920. Falling too fast to prepare for this. You talk too much. You talk too much. Never saying what's on your mind. Never saying what's on your mind. It's It's White Snake. We're sliding down the dinosaur. That's right. Friday. We got to get to the hook line here. Come on, come on. Turn it up. Right to the top. I'm going to slide it in. I ain't never gonna stop. Yeah, that's what, maybe. That's what we're doing. We're coasting to a finish on a Friday Ooh. with our uh, annual 
I need a cigarette. <laughs> I need a shower. Well, White Snake was one of the great hair bands, weren't they? Yes, I, I, they were. Yes. I thought they were. I, Absolutely. I enjoyed their it, stuff. It was a genre that will never be repeated, I don't think. Nope. No, I agree. Yeah, it's, it had its time. 80s, late 70s, 80s hair bands. Absolutely. MTV made those bands, and now MTV doesn't really do videos anymore. That's, Not that's, so much. That's how times have changed. No. Um, it's all reality TV, and yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. All right. Um, when the Brewers wrapped up the playoff spot the other night in St. Louis, you had that picture of Bob Euchre being doused in champagne, which uh, everybody loved. And so he was on the DP show, the Dan Patrick show, which was heard earlier today here on the Big 920, and uh, if you missed it, this is how it sounded. A Hall of Fame broadcaster, Brewers, radio play-by-play announcer since 1971, actor, comedian, all-around great guy, Bob Euchre. Euch, how are you today? How you doing, kid? Good <laughs> to talk to you. Uh, it's good to talk to you. Uh, how much fun has this season been for you? Well, it's, you, know, you know, with the uh, with the deals they made, Dan, and the acquisitions of a couple of guys who have really been been uh you know really impact players for the club talking about lorenzo kane and and uh christian yelich um it, it's been a, a a fun season for not only not only me but fans here in milwaukee and i mean with the expansion of the rosters and the up and down deal you can do with the uh, with the uh, 10 days to the minor leagues back up again i mean you got guys moving all all season long here. I mean, it's it's a constant movement, and it, it was a fun club. It's a fun club. It's a good bunch of guys, and I think if you if you talk to anybody connected with the club, um, that's that's what they tell you. It's kind of a it's kind of a wee bunch of guys. Not not too many I guys and David Stearns and Matt Arnold who have made made these moves and really gone all out to make a run. Um, you know, it came to fruition, and um, here they are coming back to Milwaukee for the final three games and a shot at postseason play for a while. Who's uh, Christian Yelich remind you of? Um, Roy Rogers. <laughs> okay. Why? <laughs> no. I. You know, I don't know if he reminds me of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the way he plays, does he remind? Come on, <laughs> goofball. <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's one of those guys, you know, they don't come along too often. I mean, the guy can run, he can play in the outfield, he can throw, he hits with power, he's hitting for average. And he, I'm telling you, he's one of those guys that never says me or I. He doesn't. And. You know, a fun guy to be around. He is. I mean, the club in general, uh, Dan, is, is, is a, a bunch of good guys. Uh, the Dominican players, the, the, no, I don't care where they're from. It's one, it's one big unit. And guys like Jesus Aguilar, who, who's a huge dude and a fun guy. Uh, Orlando Arce, I think, is going to be one of the best shortstops in baseball down the road here. I mean, everybody they got on this club has contributed and and made it made it really a fun season. I mean, it got a little testy every once in a while, you know, but uh, for the most part, um, it, it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. How did you celebrate uh, clinching a playoff berth the first time in what seven years? Yeah, it was it was a little testy for me. My pacemaker kicked out because <laughs> they dumped a lot of stuff on me, and it caused my arm to rotate in a 
starting an outboard motor, that, that got a little <laughs> testy. But, but other than that, it, it was okay. You know, I, I, uh, I rode home soaking wet, and, um, it, it, but it was fun. Everybody on board was, uh, was really nice. Um, I didn't shower because it would have thrown me off, off my game, um, you know, at the home. We do that at the home every night. I don't know why these guys get such a big kick out of celebrating. We do it at the home every night. <laughs> at your peak, what role would, uh, you, would you play on this Brewers too? Uh, I would have probably been the guy opening the bottles. <laughs> with, that would have been my job. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I might not have been on the 40-man roster at this time. Wow. Yeah, this is, this is I mean, I'm, you know, the clubhouse celebration, Dan, you, you've been around them. You know what they are. And, and to, uh, to do it on the road and do it in St. Louis, it was a little extra special because the Cardinals knocked them out last year in that final series in St. Louis. Um, and Colorado went on to win. So it, it was a little satisfaction for, for the Brewers and the crew to do it in, in St. Louis to sweep the series. And now the Cubs and the and the Cardinals get it on in Saint in uh, Chicago, uh, starting tonight. And the Brewers have have Detroit here at Miller Park. We're talking to Bob Euchre, Hall of Fame broadcaster. Did you keep all of the tapes, your appearances on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? Do you have the archives of those appearances? A lot of the stuff is on adhesive tape, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to hear. <laughs> but it's... But no, I, I I didn't keep any of that stuff. I had such a good time with Johnny all the time. I didn't. I never did anything on that show, Dan, to to promote anything. I, I one on one particular show, I was doing that Mr. Belvedere series, and I was going to sing. Uh, I was going to change my mo from a writer to a singer, and I sang on the Tonight Show, and 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 I sang off key really bad, so. Uh, Johnny asked me, he said, when is the show going to play? And I said, Thursday. He said, Thursday, bowling. Uh, but then I blamed it on Doc Severinsen that we didn't have a chance to work out together. But, no, I had, I had a good time with Johnny all the time. I mean, I really did. First, he was great to me. But first time you go on, I, I don't know if you get nervous or not. I don't know if going to the plate, you know, facing Sandy Koufax is more nerve-wracking than, you know, going on The Tonight Show. But if you were going to compare the two... How nervous were you going on the Tonight Show first time? The first time I did it was 1969, and they were they were still in New York, and uh, I I was a little uptight about it, but it went pretty well. And as we <clears throat> said good night, I heard Johnny I heard Johnny ask Ed McMahon. He said, "Did this guy really play baseball?" <laughs> <laughs> Ed said, I think so. <laughs> so I went back two weeks later, and uh, from there on, you know, I used to I don't know four or five shows a year and always had a good time with him always but then you get mr belvedere and you get the miller light commercials as well i mean it all just like there was a there was a time when you were you and john madden and maybe cosell in there you guys were uh, at the peak there well it, it, was, it was a lot of fun you know i didn't do anything to to promote myself i was just i was doing things to have a good time um I mean, when I was playing baseball, my salary was $2,000 under the minimum, uh, which when the union found out about it, they were a little upset about it. But that was no big deal either. You know, I, I, I had a winter job. We all did for the most part when, 
you're playing back in the 50s and 60s, we had off-season jobs. And um, it, you had to have it because you weren't making enough money unless you were one of the, you know, the big guys. What was your worst off-season job? Um, I, I worked construction outside uh, <laughs> all winter long, and that was kind of tough. I was, I was um, working on frozen pipes uh, from lavatories and senior citizens' homes, and <laughs> that got to be a little testy. I mean, your hands are always cold. You know, I can't touch yourself either. So, I mean, <laughs> wash your face. Your hands are freezing. I mean, it's, it's tough. It was a tough job. That was uh, Bob Eucher on the Dan Patrick Show earlier today. He had a, a, a strong finish that we wanted to get to that we have uh, edited, and so let's listen to the end of the interview with Bob Eucher on the Dan Patrick Show. If the Brewers win the World Series, finish that sentence. I will parachute the Grand Canyon <laughs> without a chute. <laughs> well, don't do that. It doesn't even look like a bunt. <laughs> That would that's not a walk off for you though, is it? If they win the World Series, that you that just would definitely be a walk off. Yes, <laughs> you would retire if the Brewers won the World Series. Uh, no, are you kidding? Okay, all right. I... No, I'm going to Japan and try to catch next year. <laughs> they never saw me play. Could you catch a pitcher right now? And that was Bob Euchre on the DP show, and uh, so uh, he's having fun with this. And why wouldn't he? We were wondering about the 1964 season, and did Euchre get a ring? I, I guess he did. He didn't play in the World Series, but he was on that 64 Cardinals team. He was the backup for Tim McCarver during the regular season. He appeared in 40 games, had 106 at-bats, 21 hits, one home run, batted 198, but he was there for pretty much the entire regular season. It was consistent, at least. That was right around his career average. <laughs> yeah. A couple of random thoughts. I, I don't know if you saw this on SportsCenter last night. Chris Davis, the former Brewer, each of the last three years, he finished with a two forty seven batting average. And Mitch brought up Mookie Wilson before. He's the only other player in however many years to finish with the same batting average three years in a row. This year, Chris Davis coming into the final three games is batting 249. So he could finish at 247 for the fourth straight year. That is weird. Which is like Euchre finishing at 198 and his career average was at, I think, 199. Um, Mike Schwartz tweeted at me, he retweeted from Ben Kretschy. Before Craig Council managed the Milwaukee Brewers, he coached the 2001-2002 University School Boys 7th grade basketball B team. People forget that. So this isn't his first big managing gig. Um, And from the NFL, we were talking about that game last night. Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. Combined numbers, 59 for 83 for 887 yards, 8 TDs, Zero interceptions. According to Adam Schefter, there are five quarterbacks right now. Those two, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ben Roethlisberger, and Drew Brees, on pace to break Peyton Manning's single-season passing yards record this season. Wow. It's wide open. You can't hit the quarterback. You can't guard the wide receivers. I mean, it's it's ball out there. And one thing we haven't talked about yet today that we just didn't have time to, I went to bed at like 3 o'clock. 3.30 last night, I Ridiculous. finally fell asleep. I was watching the Ryder Cup, Ridiculous. the start of the Ryder Cup. And the U.S. won three of the first four matches in the morning, and then they lost all four all in the afternoon, four. so and they're down 5-3. And when they were down 3-1 to one after the first four, who was on the losing one? Tiger Woods. Yes, he was. 
And then just debacle He's in the back. afternoon. So they're down 5-3 after day one, right? Yeah. And is it yep. is it eight points every day? Yeah. Okay. Uh, eight the first two days and then uh-huh. 16 single matches the last. Got it. Okay. So sure. we've, we've got that yeah. here in 2020, correct? Yes, at Whistling Straits. At Strait. Whistling Straits. Wow. All right, here's what Get we... Get tickets uh, now. So imagine having that in the middle of the Brewers going to the playoffs yeah, and the right. Packers season if and everything right else. now, right now. What would you do? Uh, Dan, you did, Dan, are you going to hire a couple uh, part-time uh, news no, people? Like, no, what do you, we'll just have how, to be all over. How are you and Steph going to cover everything? Stephen Watson. And Stephen Watson gets to do everything. <laughs> uh, this is why you have a last channel button on your remote. We talked about this in the first hour. Whoever invented that is just one of the greatest minds in the world, right up there with Edison. So this is where you hit and hit and hit and back and forth. Uh, Sunday afternoon, remember the Packers game starts at noon. And then the Brewers game will start a little after 2 o'clock. Normally yeah, it's two. a 1 o'clock game on Sunday at home, but this is going to be a 2 o'clock game on Sunday with the Cubs and the Cardinals starting right about that time. Yep. So they can all finish at the same time. They all start about 2 o'clock Central. And today, 2:10 at one ten, you can watch it on ESPN. 20 minutes away. Uh, yeah. Watch it with the volume off while you listen to the Drew Olson Show. Which is coming up at 1 o'clock. The Cubs and the Cardinals play today. Uh, a day game. Starts at one ten. It'll be on ESPN. Wainwright and Hendricks. Then at 7 o'clock tonight, Jordan Zimmerman, who is a veteran pitcher for the Tigers, mm-hmm. will go up against Davies. And it's going to be fun to watch. And I, I In the first hour, I gave you the Tigers lineup from last night. Tell me why they can't sweep these guys. First base, Nico Goodrum. Second base, Dewell Lugo. Shortstop, Pete Cosma. Third base, Heimer Candelario. Now batting, Heimer Candelario. <laughs> I guess that's Heimer, J-E-I-M-E-R. Uh, left field, Kristen Stewart. Center field, Jacoby Jones. Wait, Kristen Stewart from Twilight? I know. Uh, uh, you guys were right. It is the Pete Cosma from the Cardinals. Yes. Uh, right field, Mike Matuk, M-A-H. My, Mikey Matuk. Mikey Matuk. I heard Matuk. He might have been their all-star this year. No, really? Somebody had to be. And the catcher is Grayson Griner. Goodrum, Lugo, Cosma, Candelario, Stewart, Jones, Matuk, and Griner. You can sweep this team. Don't lose even one to this team. So you sweep and you just put the pressure on the Cubs all weekend long oh. and see but what happens. Reliever Joe Jimenez. Oh, of course. Uh, and four former Tigers were also on the All-Star team. If the Brewers lose this game and cough up a chance to win the division, the headline will be Brewers Hakalugo. Good night, everybody. <laughs> nice. Try the quiche. And keep in mind, Cardinals are 9-7. and seven. <laughs> Who tries the quiche? I don't know. I thought we had veal. Cardinals are 9-7 and seven against the Cubs this year. So they have played well against the Cubs. And if the Cubs sweep that series, this has to be the worst ending to a season, regular season in St. Louis, in a long, long time. Yeah, to get swept by the Brewers and the Cubs to end the season? With a chance. Outside chance at winning the division title, but certainly a wild card. No, not yeah. feeling sorry for the Cardinals. No, no, just, no you can't do it. But you got to pull from this weekend. All right, let's wrap up the show. It's time for two minutes inside the head of Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best idea we've ever had. What do you think you're going to impress with that crap? Yeah, it's usually not, but uh, this is a headline in a newspaper called The Mirror. It is a London tabloid. And, and here's the story. A famous Italian playboy 
who slept with thousands of women, has died at the age of 63 while having, you know what, with a 23-year-old tourist. (laughs) What a way to go. It's a way to go. It is certainly a way to go. Uh, I've never heard of this guy. Uh, It's kind of like Elvis dying on the toilet. (laughs) Uh, Maurizio Zanfanti uh, claims to have, in the Wilt Chamberlain category, slept with 6,000 women. It's like the month of March, in like a lamb and out like a lion, and then apparently a carcass. How old was he? 63. You know, oh, slept young. with 6,000 women is kind of like jumbo shrimp. I mean, he didn't sleep with any of them. He That's... kicked them all out. <laughs> a 23-year-old tourist took him out. He loved one of them. All right, that's it for the week, and uh, this is such a fun weekend. And when we get back here Monday, we'll know everything. We'll know if the Brewers are a wild card playing on Tuesday. We'll know if they're division champions playing on Thursday. We'll know if they're playing Monday night. We'll know if they're playing Monday night for the division, and then maybe Tuesday again. How about Monday night at Wrigley, Tuesday night at Miller Park, Thursday night at Wrigley? It could happen. Or Thursday day during at Wrigley. I vote for sitting out until Thursday and playing at Miller Park. And hosting the Cubs. Or no, they they couldn't. Sure, because yeah. the Cubs would be the wild card. Oh, if, they, yeah, if they won yeah. the division, they, sure would. they could host the Cubs. They'd host the Cubs and uh, most likely the loser of the Dodgers Rockies. So they could host the winner of Dodgers Cubs. Wow. wow. All right. Thank you for joining us here on the crossover. We're back on Monday at 11 a.m. It's going to be a fun weekend to just sit and watch sports. Uh, remember Pfizer Forum tomorrow morning. That's sold yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I be mean, there. You need a ticket to get in, even for a free event. 11 o'clock, open practice for the uh, the Bucks tomorrow. is their first time to get on the, the floor at New Pfizer. Yeah, that, that was fun on Monday, asking them, hey, you guys have never shot here no, before. No, no. They've never shot there before. All right, it's in the bank. Earning interest, Ted Needles and Thunder on TNT. Toto takes us to the weekend. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.